I think the real strengths of generative AI are in its ability to act as a creative partner, to actually make you more creative by helping you out. We misunderstand as creators, as marketers, as entrepreneurs, as communicators, what mastery of craft really means. And because of years and years of schooling and professional work that misconstrues what mastery is, we are now under attack and we should be worried. Welcome to Creator Debates, where we have stupid arguments to help creators make smart decisions. My name is Justin Moore. I'm the founder of Creator Wizard. I'm your host and referee. Today, we're talking about whether or not creators should use, and more importantly, trust AI. Artificial intelligence has been around for a long time, but until recently, there never really seemed to be any obvious use cases for people doing creative work. But then OpenAI released ChatGPT, and Google released Bard, and Twitter was awash with Threadboys extolling the 99 surprising ways to make $10,000 a month using five clever AI prompts. Now, there's no denying that AI has experienced a massive technological jump, but what's less clear is what it'll all mean for creators in the long run. Should I use AI to turn my videos into blog posts? Should I coat every surface of my house with tinfoil? Or should I run with open arms into the sweet embrace of Tesla's humanoid robot? I'm honestly not sure, which is why I asked two experts here today to settle this debate once and for all. Ashley Hamer is the managing editor at Descript, the host of Taboo Science, and the OG co-host of Curiosity Daily. She's a science communicator, saxophonist, runner, mom, and cat person. Big question though, does Ashley have more cats than me? We'll see. Jay Akunzo, on the other hand, is the co-founder of Creator Kitchen and the host of the podcast, Unthinkable. He helps experts become storytellers and is a believer in resonance over reach. Jay also stole my hairstyle, and for that, I'll never forgive him. So by the end of this episode, you'll know the pros and cons of leveraging AI as a creator. Is there a difference between using AI tools during your creative process versus using AI to create the entire thing? And honestly, the only thing I really care about, who is a better creator debater, Ashley or Jay? So let's get into opening arguments. Ashley, you're up first. Why do you believe AI is something that all creators should embrace? You have two minutes. All right. Well, I believe that it's not necessarily the debate about whether it's something that all creators should debate, should embrace, but it's more about whether it's something that we should actually shut ourselves off from as a creative tool, really, because that's that's kind of what the where the debate is. I mean, when you talk about generative AI, we think about pressing a button and creating the next great American novel, right? That's kind of how people think about it. But if you read about anyone who's tr tried to make something with AI, it takes a million different steps of like human intervention to actually make something good or even make something complete. Uh, you know, I, I I don't know if you've heard the the Planet Money episodes where they tried to make a full podcast using AI or obviously AI Drake. That was another one that, <laughs> you know, this this pop song came out that was made with AI. But, it, you know, if you think about the ways that they had to do that, there were tons of different tools and tons of different creative decisions that had to go into that. Um, so I think the real strengths of generative AI are in its ability to act as a creative partner, to actually make you more creative by helping you out. So like to start the process instead of making you stare at a blank page, to give you someone to bounce ideas off of, to round out your outline, or you can add vivid details to your to your plot, or to give visual designers a place to start designing or maybe an idea for a color scheme, or even to give you more confidence in your own ideas, because let's face it, ChatGPT can be really stupid sometimes. And so when it gives you a bad idea, you can be like, actually, no. 
I liked the original one I had. Thanks. I'm just going to go go away now. Um, and it can also clear up the annoying low stakes tasks that you have to do to get to do the things that you want to do. So things like podcast show notes, that's one that I use it for a lot. Um, things like YouTube descriptions, social clips, even blog posts and newsletters. If that's your thing, if you're not really a writer, that's a good way to do that. Um, and that gives you more time to consider your craft. All right. Very compelling. Jay, it's your turn. Why should creators be terrified of our AI overlords? Two minutes. Unlike my esteemed colleague, I am not going to ask the question the way I want it to be asked. I'm going to answer the actual question you asked me as a great host and moderator, Justin. And have I said (laughs) today how great your hair looks? Not as great as mine, but it's getting there. (laughs) Anyways, I think we misunderstand as creators, as marketers, as entrepreneurs, as communicators, what mastery of craft really means. And because of years and years of schooling and professional work that misconstrues what mastery is, we are now under attack and we should be worried. Here's the thing. There's three parts to mastering your creative craft. I say the three Ps, it's process, it's practice, and it's posture. And most of us obsess over process. That's the workflow, the tools, the techniques that we should use to guide the work. And increasingly, and this was before AI became a whole big thing, the tool we purchase tends to guide us. And that tool might be an actual software tool, or it might be a tool that we purchase like a course from. Get it? Words are fun, aren't they, people? Anyways, what I'm doing right now is something that generative AI can't give you, which is to be who you are. And that is found through your posture. Your posture is how you see yourself and see the world. And the interconnectivity between the two becomes the practice. Showing up on a recurring basis, shipping the work on a deadline, not because you feel brilliant, but because you take a mean girl's approach to your work. It's Wednesday, and so that's why we wear pink, simply because it's Wednesday. It's Friday, that's why we ship the newsletter, simply because it's Friday. There are three parts to mastering the craft, and AI is remarkably good at process, but it cannot replace your practice. It cannot replace your posture, this messy bag of humanity that you haul with you everywhere you go. And to start the work, you choose to reach into that. The one thing AI can't give us is the one thing that separates you. It's the one thing everybody wants from you. It's not some general topic. It's not a structure of a story. It's your perspective. It's that creative fingerprint you have that you get all over the work. But we've so overinvested in trying to master our work by learning the process out there from some expert or guru or list of checks that we have to tick off a box that we are not actually masters of the craft. We're masters of process generalized expertise is what that creates and that is what ai can also do so if you can imbue your work with things all right that make all right that's two your minutes you're, you're going you're over fine. here you're just, you're you're just blue right pass over it very interesting okay i actually want to get into round one this is a perfect segue which is all about process and the products of creation jay i'm going to start with you you have a lot of uh, opinions about this do you think there's any value to using ai as a supplement during the process of creation with something like chat gpt or or do you actually feel like that's cheating two minutes no it's not cheating. i have a hard line one and only one hard line with ai which is to not outsource your imagination and a lot of people are doing that like my assault on ai is simply the lazy use of ai it's not about the technology it's about people who think it can create things wholesale and what that does is just make you mediocre at scale like congratulations the best case scenario is you're a commodity Commodities are not valueless. They can be useful, but the source doesn't matter. It's like, I can get that anywhere, and I guess you're anywhere. So there's nothing about it that's uniquely your own. If I white-labeled it, I wouldn't know it was you. So I don't see any problem with using it in an assistive way. And I like to say, before you cut me off so rudely, Justin, 
that if you can imbue your work with the things that make it uniquely your own, then AI is your intern. But if you are creating work that's generalized, that's pretty much anybody in your space could create, then AI very well might be your replacement. So use it assistively. Fantastic. We all do already without even knowing it. It's just become more obvious and vocalize that it exists. Um, but don't outsource your imagination. Unblock it. Mm, Ashley, your turn. What, what are your thoughts on using AI to just generate completely new work products and just maybe signing your name to them? Is that is that cool or is someone truly a creator if they're just really good at writing like uh, AI prompts? Like, is that, that is that a person, a creator? Two minutes. Yeah, I was I was really hoping that Jay and I were going to disagree more on this, but I'm, I'm I agree with everything he just said. Um, oh, really, come I, on. <laughs> I know I'm going to keep I'm going to keep going, though. Um, so I, I believe that. So one one um, comparison I'd like to make is to DJs. Are DJs musicians? I think most people would say yes. Uh, some people would say no. They they use other people's material. They they remix. They press a lot of buttons. They use a lot of electronics. Um, but I went to music school. I could not do what they do. There is there is a lot of advanced skill and creativity in what they do. And I think that what, if you're very good at prompts, if you can tell Midjourney the exact color scheme and the position and the perspective and the style of an image you want, I mean, that was in your head. You just put it into a text box. I think there's creativity there. And again, I yeah, I, I agree with Jay. Like, I don't think that you should be making things lazily. I, I think that if you do that, it'll show and it won't be good material. But I do think that there is actually creativity in telling an AI what you want. Um, and like I said before, with the uh, with like making a podcast, if you're going to make a podcast from AI, you have to choose what it's going to be about. You're going to have to choose what the voice is that it's going to be in. Will there be interviews? Will a human have to deliver those interviews? Probably. Will there be music? What's the mood? All of these things are individual creative decisions that a human needs to make, even if they're using AI to help them along the way. So I think that, um, so, I mean, it's, it's kind of interesting, like you don't really, when does an AI generated work end and a human created work begin? It, it's it's kind of like asking like, where does the hammer end and the human you know creation begin? It's just a tool. Um, I do think that best practices sort of dictate that creators should disclose when they use AI. I think that's that's an important thing that we should start putting into practice. Um, but if you can't tell, I mean, that it takes a human to do that. Right at the buzzer. Well, congratulations, you two. That is the end of round one. So moving on to round two, I want to talk about the future of creativity. OK, one of the big question marks, I think, is how advances in AI will impact many different types of industries, including creative types of jobs. And so, Ashley, um, do you really think it's wise to embrace AI when the more data that you feed into it, the smarter it gets, maybe up you know, to a point where creators are no longer needed? Right. I mean, maybe the next Charles Dickens or Mozart is an AI. Is that is that a future we really want? Two minutes. Sure. Well, so first I want to say that's not necessarily always the case, because if you're saying with ChatGBT, like the more that's getting fed into it, the worse it's becoming at its job. It's experiencing some AI drift. But I get your point. Um, and this technology will get better until it's indistinguishable from the real thing. And so my question is like, OK, so what happens if the next Charles Dickens is an AI? Uh, what if the market is flooded with really good literature and good art? I mean, uh, you know, there will still be human creators because... 
creativity is not a commodity. I mean, our, our creation process is something that comes from within us. And nobody has ever said like, boy, I sure do like Charles Dickens, but I wish it, wish it was cheaper and there were infinitely more of his books. Like, <laughs> like it's not really something that we want in, in our art. We want something that's in a, a full experience. And it's the problem is not that the market is flooded because the market has always been flooded with creatives, right? We're musicians and writers and podcasters and YouTube creators. We're all a dime a dozen. It's really just up to us to find our audience and and connect with them. It's not something like they it, it's not like we're a bank where everybody needs us. Everybody l- seeks out this human connection and this creativity. Um and I think it actually improves the experience to know the backstory behind some of the creations that we've made that that are purely human. Like for example the the Beatles song Yesterday. Like I think it really enriches the experience to know that Paul McCartney woke up with that song in his head and, you know, the first lyrics were about scrambled eggs. Like, that's a cool backstory and that makes me enjoy it more. Um, And we and then as actual human creators, like we just do this because we have to. Like we just do it because most of us, it's just a need that we have to do and no AI is going to replace that. And I think if we keep creating and we create something that's good enough, we're going to find an audience that connects with our work because it's not a commodity that they just want to buy the cheapest version of. They want the the human experience. Fascinating. Um, Jay, future of creativity. What if AI can actually remove all the blocks that can stand in the way of being more creative, right? All the annoying businessy type stuff where I have to figure out how to monetize my art or my work. Maybe that can be solved with AI tools. Won't that allow me to spend all my time with my head in the clouds and just wreak peak, peak creativity? Two minutes. Well, last time I checked, I'm just going to uh, check my notes here, Justin. The name of your show is, uh, oh, it's not Procter & Gamble sells soap debates. It's creator debates. What does a creator have on offer that some generic commodity shill does not? Connection. Like the bright line being drawn is between people who think the job is about content, create 10x the volume and 10x the speed and understanding that it's actually about connection, right? So what did your grandfather used to read you as a kid before you went to bed? What did you observe walking your dog that made you realize something about your work? And that's a powerful metaphor. What are these tiny stories, lived experiences, and personal perspectives? That is part of the work. That is the process and the practice combining. And it's fueled by your posture, the way you see the world. So yeah, all the stuff that feels like lo-fi activities is already being chewed into by technology. If it's rote, it's not worth our time. And it allows us to invest more in what we have to say to the world uniquely to connect with the audience. But the intention matters here. Prompting AI with the intent to shill and spam is different than prompting the AI to try and get unblocked. Like intention behind creative work shines through. So what we have to realize today is we're entering an era, hell, we're in the era where the who behind the work matters more than ever before. And if you're not bringing all the elements of that person, all the elements of you, then you're actually not increasing the power of your work. And that's what this should be about, not increasing the volume of our work. Again, it's easy to be mediocre at scale. It's about increasing the power, increasing the resonance, deepening that connection to other people, not just creating more content. Well, Ashley, uh, I'm sure you want to chime in on that. But first, a word from one of our sponsors. Mm -hmm. 
This episode is brought to you by ConvertKit and their creator network. If you're struggling to find time to grow your email list, I've got some super exciting news to share that'll level up your newsletter. ConvertKit just launched the creator network so creators like us can partner with each other to grow our newsletter subscribers. Imagine recommending awesome creators to your new subscribers and in return, having them recommend you to their engaged audience. It's a game-changing win-win scenario. What makes the creator network so special? Well, it simplifies list growth for busy creators. In less than 10 minutes, you'll be able to join, find similar creator newsletters, and begin swapping recommendations. You'll be amazed by how your email subscribers grow on autopilot. I joined not too long ago, and I've gained almost a thousand additional subscribers without doing anything. <laughs> Pretty dope, right? So you can join the Creator Network today by clicking the link below or visiting creatornetwork.com. That's creatornetwork.com. So Ashley, um, we're on the topic of, of the future uh, of creativity. I mean, you know, we're still very in the very early days of generative AI and what the potential is. I mean, like fast forward five years, 10 years, I feel like things are going to look a lot different. Do you, do you anticipate that your perspective might change on this whole discussion then? I mean, right now it's still very nascent, but I'm curious your thoughts there. It could, um, I'm, I'm seeing some, uh, a few worrying signs that I think should turn around but if they don't it's it's concerning things like copyright law like the so far the courts have decided that anything generated by ai is not copyrightable and as more and more ai tools are uh, incorporated into the tools that we use every day like how much of the stuff is actually going to be ours um but i do think that Barring that, and again, like I really do think that they're going to change their mind on this, but uh, barring that, I think that AI is just going to become another tool in our toolbox. It's going to be something that we use just like spell check, you know, which is also sometimes AI, AI powered. Um, and I think it's not going to be as scary and it's going to be a lot more familiar and we're just going to learn how to use it more, use it better, make higher quality things. Uh, and yeah, I, I just think it's, um, I, I don't, I don't, I hope that my opinion won't change in the future. Jay, you think it's only going to get worse from here? I think it gets worse unless we start to really understand what this work is for. I mean, whether you're in content marketing where, you know, I started out or you are a creator, which a lot of your viewers are, your listeners are like the job is not the job of creating content is not to get in front of people. You know, the reason everyone's so obsessed with ranking on search and going viral and jumping out and shouting louder, the reason advice is getting more aggressive, 99% of people do this wrong, steal my secrets. The reason advice is heading in that direction, it's first of all, it's exhausting. It's also aggressive is because it's commodified. Generalized expertise does not separate you. Being smart, being under, understanding the how to's does not separate you. It's not connective enough. And there's no reason if I white label that, that that couldn't come from any of your peers. It's the stuff in the nooks and crannies, seemingly what people might deem the soft stuff, which is really the critical stuff. You know, people to point to tone of voice. Okay, that's one area. But I follow a wonderful marketer named Michelle Warner, who is a strategic consultant for people's marketing funnels, very saturated space. She shows up in my inbox and uses a story about a bat getting caught in her house and all the ridiculous things she did to try and remove it as an amazing, eye-opening, never forget this ever in my whole life analogy for, well, maybe you actually shouldn't start with strategies, she said. What? What are you talking about? You should start with sequencing. Start with the thing that's the most important that comes for amazing point and it's stickier and it could only come from her because of the bat story because of her lived experience 
So it's going to get worse if people keep acting like bots. Like my fear is not that people get replaced by bots. My objection is that a lot of people are already acting like bots. And that's actually the problem. Man, that that uh, hits me near and dear to my heart because I went on a weekend getaway with my wife for our 12 year anniversary uh, this weekend. And we were sitting in our hotel room and this raccoon climbed up the branch and just plopped himself down and just proceeded to take like a 45 minute nap right there on the branch. And my my email that I sent out today to my my uh, newsletter was about how we researched like, what does it mean spiritually when you see a raccoon? Because we love that kind of thing. Right. And it was like adaptability, reliability, you know, like uh, yeah. uh, yeah, and I. And I tied that to like how our creator journey has been over the last 10 years and needing to be adaptable and stuff. And it was like, you know, I, I, I had so much fun with that, but it's like, yes. you're right. Like that, that is not a story that could be uh, that chat GPT right. would have, uh, would have created. Well, and I don't um, know if you're going to use this in the final cut, Justin, but that was the most you you've been this whole time. Other people yeah. can be polished and handsome, not as polished and handsome as you are, <laughs> by the way, but they, they can be the presenter and host you've been to this point. It's not until you just shared that story about the raccoon that I saw all of Justin on the camera, on mic. Mm. Like, that's what I'm talking about. It's not actually some giant thing we need. It's tiny stories that lead to big meaning. Do that over and over and over again. That's your practice. All of a sudden, you develop this posture of a storyteller that I can't get that material anywhere else. Or if I could, it's not going to stick. It's not going to be as memorable because of the way you presented it to me. Can I jump in really quick, though? Please. Sorry. Uh, but that's always been true. It's always been 100%. true. It's always going to be true. One like, million percent. The, what yep. makes a good creator, a good storyteller is always going to be the same thing. And I think right now with the with the big push of AI and everyone thinking it's this, this thing that'll solve all their problems, a lot of people are doing it in the wrong way. But I think there is a way to have it as that creative partner without taking away that humanity that you that you have in the stuff that you create. But, but Ashley, the things that have always been true about storytelling, about marketing, about connecting to others and, and creating content, the things that have always been true have now gotten urgent. So the things we always overlooked were like, okay, well, I can still kind of get by doing the other commodified stuff. Now it's urgent that you understand what this is about because you have technology mm. able to do it for you if you keep doing it that way. What a yeah. fitting end to round two. And you know what? It's now time to get into round three, which is the Uno reverse, where you have to argue each other's positions. So, Jay, pretend that an AI has infected your computer and is threatening to steal your identity and ruin your life unless you give a passionate appeal of why AI is awesome for creators. You get one chance, two minutes, go. If AI is infecting me and my computer, I guess I have to end this by saying, in conclusion, because it's bad <laughs> high school writing, here we go. What we are in the business of doing is not creating content, but creating connection. If AI is something you're able to use or someone is demanding you use it, it allows you to focus more on resonance and less on the stuff that just looks like production, right? The stuff that looks like anybody could do this, and including producers who have production processes and tactics and stuff that they love, finding ways to do it in a more unique way so people hire you for your talent not just your time so i think that what this allows us to do is embrace the problems that we actually have take writer's block you don't have writer's block unless you were just whacked in the head really hard and you have a traumatic brain injury you actually don't have writer's block the reason i know that is you just wrote me a response to argue why you do so you can write words what's being blocked your brilliance right? You have a momentum problem, not a brilliance problem. So solve the problem you have. If brilliance is being blocked, write anything. Okay. Turning to a tool, turning to a friend, turning to the internet, turning to a community group, an external source is great for just getting you going with a messy lump of stuff, right? 
but then you are in the business of cleaning it up and figuring out what's gold and throwing it away entirely or finding one little thread to pull. Like you are in the business of using your artistic and creative taste to pursue it and improve it, right? That's a wonderful future where you get to focus on the you stuff. But don't think for a second that you can skip the mess because of the tool, because the mess is where we find meaning. It's where we find our tone of voice. It's where we find a turn of phrase or a left-hand turn when we thought we were going to go right. The idea and the prompt is always going to be the starting block. It's never the final thing we need. So we need to be willing to wade into the messiness because that's where the good stuff happens and it's where we find ourselves. Mm. Uh, All right. Well, Ashley, imagine the year is 2052. AI machines have taken over the world Terminator style. It's a hellscape. There's infighting amongst all the various creator faction. You're holed up in a safe house somewhere, thankfully. And since time travel was thankfully invented a few years ago, you decide to travel back in time and plead with 2023 Ashley to stop the AI at all costs. How are you going to convince her in two minutes? Go. All right. I would say it's not worth it. The crappy AI show notes, the blog posts, the the like generic interview questions that you get from your the chat bot. It's, it's really not worth I mean, you spend about as much time editing those as you do getting them in the first place. So is it really saving you time? Everything that you generate is scraped from other creators. So really anything that you make is just an echo of something that's actually good. So spend more of your time like less of your time on AI and more of your time, you know, marching on Washington, getting this stopped uh, because nothing is copyrighted. We don't own anything and nothing that we create is is ours and not not to mention nothing can be trusted. There's too much misinformation out there because everybody's asking the AI for their facts and the AI is making things up and we're taking that as truth. Uh, the teens wage their high school wars with deep fakes trying to make each other sound like they've said something illegal and uh, human creativity is over. Museums are full of hotel art and all you can hear in in uh, concerts is uh, <laughs> is Muzak from Hold <laughs> songs. And we, we always trusted that humans would create would connect with cre- human creations and AI would never measure up. But we were wrong. And also past Ashley stock up on peeps flavored Pepsi because that's our money now. You know what? Muzak did nothing to you. Like, why did you have to sully Muzak's name? (laughs) My gosh. Well, you know what, Ashley, Jay, it is time to make your final appeal. On the other end of your camera, on the other end of your microphone is a creator who is relying on you to make this tough decision. Convince them why using AI as a creator is either awesome or terrible. Ashley, you're up first. You have one minute. So at the end of the day, AI is not something that can end the world or take away what we have in our creativity. It's just a tool. It's just a tool that you can use to make better creations. I was going to say content. I don't want to say content. Um, (laughs) Creativity requires getting out of your own head, bouncing ideas off of someone else, uh, clearing your mind and looking at your task from, from another perspective. And AI can help you do all of those things. I mean, so many of us as creators are work solo. We don't have someone else in the room to help us decide whether an idea is good or think about other ways to take it. And, you know, this this bot that's maybe kind of dumb and doesn't always give you the answer you want, it's, it's the next best thing. And 
It can offer suggestions and inspiration that you never would have come up with on your own. And even if those ideas aren't very good, which they often aren't, it can act as a jumping off point for something that's truly inspired. Um, you know, every technological breakthrough in every field has had its share of haters. You know, the camera, digital art, the synthesizer, sampling, CGI. There's always someone to say to, to say that it isn't art. But I think that if it requires human skill to master it and a creative streak to make something great with it, then I think it is art. So I don't think you're sacrificing your human creativity by using AI. I think you're actually just adding a tool to your creative tool belt. Jay, you're up. Kazuo Ishiguro is a uh, Nobel Prize winning author. And in 2017, he said, stories are like one person saying to another, this is the way it feels to me. Can you understand what I'm saying? Does it also feel this way to you? And we need to emphasize clarity. That's part of it. That's how we were taught to write. That's the story structures people teach. That's uh, write out generic blog post through ChatGPT. Can you understand what I'm saying? And that's hard too. But does it also feel this way to you is where the connection starts to arise. In other words, no amount of reach can guarantee that what you're saying will resonate. If reach is how many see it, resonance is how much they care. That's the business we're all in, is we're in the make them care, ensure they care, help them care, show them why they should care business. And so I think there's a difference between creating good content, being a good storyteller, and being an effective storyteller. Good storytellers can grip us. They have clear writing. They have a structure to it. It's a good point. And in conclusion, this summary from ChatGPT, good storytellers grip us, but effective storytellers move us. They move us towards meaning. And you can do that with a very simple phrase that I love that all storytellers can access that no tool will ever use as well as you will use. And that is, that's the thing about that's the thing about creator debates, Justin. It's unlike any other show you've ever appeared on, so you better watch it and subscribe to it. That's the thing about topic you explore, unique insight pulled from my personal perspective. If you're not arriving at moments like that in what you're saying, you're a commodity and I can get it anywhere. But if you wanna be effective, not good, effective as a communicator, remember that's the thing about. That's the thing about shows like this. They should make us better, not just distract us. And I think your show does. So congratulations on two amazing seasons, my friend. Appreciate that very much, man. And, and again, thank you so much, Jay and Ashley. And now you, dear creator, watching and or listening, who won this creator debate? You can vote by clicking the link in the episode description or letting us know on social media by tagging at creator debates. You can tag Jay and tag Ashley. And now, Jay, hit us with your call to action. Where can people learn more and follow you on social media? If you're feeling momentum, if you're feeling a spark right now, don't follow me, don't follow anyone else. Go make something that only you could make. But if you need a boost, if you want to learn how to resonate and become a more effective storyteller, jayaconzo.com for my show, my newsletter, my coaching, and the mastermind group I run called The Creator Kitchen. Why I love following you, Jay. Um, when we first met, um, I remember asking uh, you the stupidest questions in the world about the public speaking circuit. I was a total noob and you were so kind and super gracious and it became so obvious to me how fundamentally you care about helping creators reach their full potential. And so thank you for your friendship and for everything you do for this community. Thank you. Yeah. And Ashley, hit us with your CTA. Yeah. So if you want to use more fun AI tools. Uh, Descript is a great audio and video editor that's built on AI um, that you you edit everything straight from the transcript. It's got a bunch of other fun AI bells and whistles. Um, and Descript.com slash blog, we have a bunch of AI for creators topics that will, will help you um, get better at using AI. 
And then also, if you're just interested in listening to a science podcast, uh, Taboo Science examines t- taboos through a scientific lens, things like cannibalism, addiction. Uh, we just had one on menstruation. So uh, that's that's fun. And it's just a narrative show that that I do in my nights and weekends. It's, you know, the thing that I do to get my creative juices flowing. So. Why I love following you, Ashley, you know, uh, adapting to new technology and new content formats as a creator is super scary. And were it not for people like you kind of beating the drum and helping people understand them uh, rather than fear them, uh, I think is a, is a really important service. So thank you for everything you do. And now it's time for Creator Debates After Dark, where Ashley and Jay are going to stick around a little bit longer and share their stories and spicy hot takes on the creator economy. These After Dark episodes are available exclusively to students of my Brand Deal Wizard program and community. So if you'd like to support what we do here and level up your sponsorship strategy, check out the link below. And finally, if you enjoyed this podcast, there is one simple thing that you can do that is totally free and truly helps us out. Will you tell a friend about Creator Debates? Whether it's sending them a text message with a link to the episode or posting about it somewhere on the internet. The only way that we can reach more creators is with your help spreading the word. So thank you. All right, that's a wrap. Until next time.